How did a potential campus safety threat at Golden West College turn into a story about failed leadership? We've brought in our reporters who covered the story to figure out how everything went down. I'm Stephanie Morales. And I'm Colin Sweeney. And this is Scuttlebutt from Coast Report, the student voice of Orange Coast College. So Stephanie, the first inkling we had that anything was going on at Golden West was from you, who overheard conversations on campus before coming to the Coast Report newsroom on Monday, March 20th. That's right. It was the week before spring break, and I heard a few people talking about some classes at Golden West being moved online. But we didn't know why. When we gathered in the newsroom that morning, we knew we had to get a story out about it, but had no idea what it would turn into. We decided that since you are multimedia editor, you would be the logical person to send over to take some photos and to talk to people on campus about what was going on. Yeah. On my way over, I received a call from one of our reporters telling me not to go on campus because there was an active shooter lockdown. I remember that well. We found out from social media that a suspect who had previously shown a gun to two students had returned and that the entire campus was on lockdown. For more on what went down, we bring in the person who covered the breaking story in the moment, Coast Report's news editor, Kate Myers, to tell us more. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. So tell us exactly what happened. Well, at first we had no idea what was going on. We tried to have a normal story budget meeting, but that was pretty much impossible in the rush of breaking news. Our editor-in-chief, Kate Benton, and I stepped out of our meeting and started making phone calls to anyone we could reach at Golden West and the district. Can you talk more about the time element to this? Well, we knew we had to get a story out as soon as possible. There are many students who attend both OCC and Golden West, and we felt we had an obligation to them to deliver information that could potentially save lives if a shooting was taking place. It doesn't get more real than this in journalism. As a reporter, that's a pretty heavy burden. What does that feel like? It's a complicated mix of emotions. On one hand, you're worried for people's safety and are a little bit scared, but on the other hand, these moments are really important as a journalist because you have to be fast, but you have to be accurate. What happened next? It was pretty much over as soon as it started. Less than 30 minutes after the initial Instagram post announcing the lockdown, students received a message on their phones that the lockdown had been lifted. School officials then posted on Instagram that classes were canceled for the rest of the day. Colin, where were you in all of this? Obviously, I didn't want to be on campus if a shooter was there, but as soon as I found out that the threat had passed, the journalist side of me took over. I knew we had to get photos to go with the story. What was the campus like? It was a ghost town. Literally no one was there. The only sign of life I saw was a campus safety cruiser outside the Student Services Center. It felt like something out of a movie, almost. Normally, a college campus is bustling with life, so it was so weird to see without anyone there. But wait, I heard about classes being moved online before the lockdown. What was going on there? It turns out the suspect with the gun wasn't the only recent security threat at Golden West. A few weeks earlier, several employees received sexually explicit emails from a former student and a man named Jaguar Lai, a former student assistant who worked in counseling. The emails appeared to target Lai's former co-workers. That sounds worse than getting all those political fundraising emails. Yeah, it was pretty scary, especially since the emails contained personal information probably obtained from LinkedIn and Facebook profiles. Okay, so what happened next? Well, the school filed a cease and desist order against Lai, but it was unable to be delivered. Then, at the beginning of March, Lai reappeared on campus. Thank you for your reporting on this, Kate. Thank you for having me. When the public safety threat calmed down at Golden West, that's when we, the newspaper at its sister college, Orange Coast, 
started hearing from faculty. Yeah. Through our reporting on the lockdown, we had indicators that faculty and staff were not happy about how Golden West President Tim McGrath had handled both security incidents and that something big was going to happen at the Academic Senate meeting the day after the lockdown. What's an Academic Senate? It's basically an organization of faculty and staff that makes recommendations regarding academic and professional matters. We have one here at OCC, too. For more on what happened at the meeting, we bring in Coast Report journalists who were there, reporter Anna Tran and Features Editor Liz Hanna. Welcome to you both. Glad to be here. Hey, Stephanie and Colin. So what was it like to be there? I can imagine that was an emotional room. Well, at first it was pretty quiet, but tense. I didn't know what to expect because it was my first time covering something like this, but it was straight to business. Everyone who spoke during the public comments of the meeting came prepared. So while people were definitely passionate, everything remained professional. What happened during the meeting? Well, the point of the meeting was to discuss whether the Academic Senate still had faith in McGrath's leadership. Did they? Definitely not. They issued an overwhelming vote of no confidence. What exactly does that mean? It's primarily symbolic, but it means they wanted McGrath out. If it's symbolic, then what did it achieve? It was really to signal the Board of Trustees at the district level that the situation had become unmanageable and couldn't be handled in-house at Golden West. Why does the Board of Trustees matter? They make all the hiring and firing decisions, plus they control a lot of the funding. This vote of no confidence was especially important because it aligned with the Coast Federation of Educators, which is the district's faculty union, breaking with McGrath. The CFE did a survey and 50% of faculty responded. That response rate is unheard of. Normally that many people don't take the time out of their busy schedules to respond to surveys. I certainly don't. What did this survey reveal? 70% said that they were dissatisfied with McGrath's leadership. So it's safe to say that people at Golden West wanted change. Yes, definitely. Okay, so what happened next? From there, it was up to the Board of Trustees to act. Politically, they had to. The optics of doing nothing wouldn't play well. Did they? Yeah, I attended their special board meeting that Friday where McGrath was placed on temporary leave effective immediately. Additional counseling and security forces were brought in to provide support for the school. So, to clarify the timeline and recap, Monday was the lockdown, Tuesday was the vote of no confidence, and then on Friday, McGrath was placed on leave? Correct. And what did the timing of the board meeting on Friday suggest to you? Normally nothing is done on a Friday afternoon, especially the Friday before spring break. I believe they were trying to draw as little attention to it as possible. Why do you think that is? I mean, it doesn't leave a good impression that the person they hired to be president didn't seriously consider the growing concerns. Do you think the board succeeded in keeping this on the down low? Not at all. I mean, the room was packed. Even Huntington Beach locals showed up to express concern. Was McGrath there? Yes. Awkward. What was his reaction to all this? He was silent, appeared really uncomfortable, and tired. Not surprising. He had spent the entire week getting called out hard. How did things end? With the board saying that his leave would be reevaluated after spring break. And with that, we all went on spring break, leaving McGrath's fate hanging in the balance. Anna, Liz, thank you for your reporting on this. We came back from spring break to a situation at Golden West College that was still very much up in the air. Just days before spring break, Golden West College placed certain classes online after faculty received threatening emails. They held a town hall about safety concerns on Friday, the following Monday, the college was placed on lockdown after a gun was apparently on campus. The next day, the Academic Senate voted no confidence for the college president, Tim McGrath. 
and by Friday, the district had placed McGrath on temporary leave. And then, silence. The silence of spring break. So what happened when spring break ended? For more on that, we'll bring in Coast Report Editor-in-Chief Kate Bent, who covered the story from the beginning. Welcome, Kate. Thank you for having me. So after McGrath was placed on leave, what did you think was going to happen? I honestly didn't know. That week, the story was developing at such a breakneck pace. It seemed like every day there was something new. But with spring break, everything came to a screeching halt. We wondered if this might slip into the spring break void that so often happens in academia. But I also knew from our reporting that there was a lot of resentment that had been building up for years against McGrath. People were fired up and wanted change. After spring break during the first week of April, there was a regularly scheduled board of trustees meeting. What happened there? McGrath resigned. I think he realized his goose was cooked and didn't want to get fired. Do you think this was just because of the lockdown and the emails? Absolutely not. Sources told us that there had been problems since he was hired in 2018. What kind of problems? A whole host of issues, from creating a toxic work environment, to a lack of communication, to some serious mismanagement errors. Can you give us some examples? Sure. In 2020, he hired a childhood friend for $375,000 to run the school magazine. Why was this an issue? Critics said that money could have been spent on something that directly helps students. But there were some questionable decisions that were made, like when the Epic Times, a far-right newspaper known for pushing conspiracy theories, paid to have an article published in the magazine. There was also a provocative ad for cellulite removal that offended many women on campus who said it pushed a harmful body image message. That wasn't the only time women had an issue on campus during McGrath's tenure. No, definitely not. Sources told us that McGrath was known for creating a toxic work environment where female managers were dismissed and not treated very well. And then there was the issue of the sexually explicit emails from Lai. What happened there? A couple things. When the emails were sent out to 21 people on campus, McGrath said it wasn't a big deal because, quote, nothing really happened, unquote. People felt that he didn't understand that sexual aggression and violence primarily targets women and can often start with verbal or written threats. According to our sources, he seemed to have a complete lack of understanding about how violated people felt when they received the emails. There are also said to be issues with communication when one of the suspects sent the email, Jaguar Lai, appeared on campus. He was the former student assistant who worked in the counseling department. What happened there? For starters, when Lai showed up, no one was notified. When a photo of him was sent out, it wasn't sent to students who could have helped identify him. This wasn't the only time there were communication issues with McGrath, right? No. During the lockdown before spring break, professors were notified via email rather than text. The problem with that is most of the instructors on campus at that time were in class and not checking their emails. Most found out from students who saw it on Instagram. Why is that an issue? Well, one of the problems is that Instagram isn't accessible to all students, especially those with visual impairments. We were told that one student was unable to see the post because of his disability and was locked out of classrooms when he thought there was an active shooter on campus. Not only is that terrifying, but it represents a larger issue about a lack of communication from the administration. Thankfully, no one was hurt, but had there been an actual active shooter on campus, Getting information out quickly to everyone can mean the difference between life and death. Are these two incidents the first time there have been complaints about McGrath's communication issues? 
No. When he was vice president of instruction at San Diego Mesa College in 2010, their academic senate also issued a vote of no confidence in him, citing his leadership style and lack of communication. Wow. This seems to be a pattern of behavior with him. Did the board know about this previous vote of no confidence in McGrath when they hired him? According to my sources, they did. To me, this raises some serious questions about how we select our leaders. How thoroughly does the board vet its candidates? Do they and other districts disregard past votes of no confidence? Should there be more oversight of the board? The problems at Golden West are a prime example of how bad leadership can affect everyone on a campus. I think this could serve as a powerful lesson of how important it is to be involved with campus governing bodies who are making these kind of decisions and doing oversight. None of these meetings are secret. They're all open to the public. How often has something like this happened in our district? According to my sources on the board, this is the first time in 20 years that a college president has resigned following a vote of no confidence. Can you talk for a minute about why we chose to cover Golden West? We are the student newspaper at Orange Coast College. Why are we covering a different college? Sure, there are a couple reasons. First of all, there are many OCC students, including several members of our staff, who also attend Golden West. Secondly, both schools fall under the jurisdiction of the Coast Community College District. That means some of the same people are making decisions for both schools. And thirdly, Golden West newspaper was shut down in 2018. We can't help but wonder if things would have come to such a boiling point if they had had their own newspaper to investigate things and hold people accountable. Certainly lots to think about here. Thanks, Kate, for joining us. My pleasure. And that concludes this episode of Scuttlebutt. You can find this and upcoming episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for the latest news on all things Orange Coast College, follow Coast Report at coastreportonline.com and on our social media channels, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Coast Report. Our theme music was created by OCC music student Brian Dang. Scuttlebutt is a production of Coast Report, the student voice of Orange Coast College. For Colin Sweeney, I'm Stephanie Morales, and thank you for listening to this edition of Scuttlebutt.